Nom Nom delivers fresh food with whole ingredients, backed by veterinarian science. Science tells us that a dog's health starts in the bowl. So, improving their diet is one of the best ways to help them live a long and happy life. Nom Nom's food is full of proteins your dog loves and the vitamins and nutrients they need to thrive. All you have to do is order, pour, and serve. Ready to make the switch to fresh? Order Nom Nom today. Go to https colon slash slash trinom.com forward slash curveball and get 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's https colon slash slash t-r-y-n-o-m dot com forward slash curveball. Plus, Nom Nom comes with a money back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by nurse-turned-author Laura Renner. Laura suffered a traumatic brain injury in 2021, and she has also had a number of other health scares in the past five years. So she started digging into it a little deeper and realized that she suffers from compact post-traumatic stress disorder from her childhood. And so with everything that she's went to went through, she's decided to put her experiences in her book. So we're going to be talking to her about her story and her book, everything that she's up to. So Laura, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure. So um, I am a former neonatal intensive care unit nurse and my life really changed pretty significantly in 2017. I started experiencing a lot of unexplained health problems for a seemingly healthy person in their uh, late 20s. I kept breaking bones. I broke my back in my sleep in multiple places. I developed a blood clot in my lung. Um, just all of these really strange things that no one could figure out. And I kept seeing specialists but they were pretty stumped as well. And pretty much no one could come up with any root cause for what was going on with me. So this lasted for a couple of years into 2019. And I kind of just went back to my normal life, normal life as a nurse, just continuing on. And then in December, 2021, I suffered a traumatic brain injury. I fell backwards onto stone pretty much head first and ended up with massive brain bleeds on top or massive bleeds on top of my brain that required emergency brain surgery. And my neurosurgeon told me after the fact that uh, if I hadn't gone to the hospital when I did, I would have died the next day. So I thought that the brain surgery part would have been the worst, but uh, after that I had a lot of complications. I ended up having a seizure. 
I had a very rare medication reaction that can be fatal. And I also ended up developing a new brain bleed and was potentially facing another brain surgery. So with this all, I really just hit rock bottom. I was having constant panic attacks, uh, very deep depression, really just constant fear of the worst. And I had a lot of moments, unfortunately, of really wishing that I had never gone to the hospital and that I had just died after my brain surgery. And then one day I just had this realization where if I don't change my mindset, then I am just going to keep making things worse and I could die. So I really just went deep into shifting my mindset in any way that I could. And at this point, since I was recovering from my brain injury, I really couldn't do much. I was mostly just resting. I couldn't uh, look at screens, couldn't read. I was pretty much reliant on podcasts and audiobooks for inspiration. And so I listened to a lot of books, listened to a lot of podcasts about healing and positive mindsets and did a lot of meditating and visualizing. And really at this point, I was able to realize that how much power that the mind really has. And through constant intentional work, I was able to really shift my mindset and believe that I was capable of healing, which wasn't something that I really think I thought before. And I ended up being able to heal my brain bleed and I didn't have to have another brain surgery. And so at this point, I really just decided to go deep into mindset work and personal development. I'm someone who has suffered with anxiety and depression for pretty much the entirety of my life. And the more I was listening to books and podcasts and such about this, I realized how much I was resonating with a lot of the examples of the trauma survivors that they were talking about. Um, a lot of the anxiety, fearfulness, a lot of the similar behaviors. And I've never really identified as having trauma. I knew that bad things happened to me when I was a kid, but I never really quantified it as trauma. Um, but really looking back on it, I had abuse, uh, near-death experiences, um, really a lot of moments of fear and feeling lack of safety as a child. So I went really deep into trauma healing and started exploring a variety of types, um, somatic experiencing therapy, EMDR, uh, hypnotherapy. And through all of that, I was able to realize just how much trauma had really shaped a lot of who I was, a lot of my beliefs, my anxiety, my self-shaming, really just a lot of who I identified as. And through a lot of very, very persistent and relentless work, a lot of therapies, I have been able to completely shift my mindset and live such a better life. I've completely transformed my life in every way. My thought patterns, I've rewired just all of those negative beliefs about myself. And really the last year and a half, I have completely changed almost everything about my life for the better. And I really hope that I can inspire others to do the same. Speaking of inspiring others, uh, for somebody who's looking to heal from trauma, uh, where would you recommend they start? So trauma healing starting can be really overwhelming. That's how I felt. Um, there are a lot of different tools and different therapies that you can use. And so I think the first place really is looking into just kind of looking online at research or reading books, just really starting anywhere to see kind of what the options are. Um, and what suits you best for me, starting with somatic experiencing therapy was really the perfect place for me. 
Um, I'm someone who has experienced, always experienced a lot of tension, a lot of pain and somatic experiencing. Basically how it works is it helps um, to release stuck patterns of acute stress or fight or flight, essentially, that are stuck in your body. Um, so you can resolve it and release it. And so for me, that was really great, but that's not the best for everybody. There's a lot of other tools. There's EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. That's a technique that basically utilizes eye movements to unblock the traumatic memory network. So you can uh, resolve emotions and heal. There's craniosacral therapy, which has a lot of similarities to somatic therapy. Um, hypnotherapy as well. There's a lot of different tools that you can use. I think the biggest thing that's most important is doing some research, seeing what sounds best as a fit for you to start with, because there were a lot of therapies that I have done in the last year and a half that would not have been the best starting point for me. Uh, somatic experiencing really spoke to me and that was what felt best at the time. And I'm really glad that I utilized that first, but I think that's not the best starting place for everyone. Some might be EMDR, some might just be traditional talk therapy or doing some mindfulness and mind-body exercises at home, which there's a lot of resources for that online as well. So really just kind of starts with seeing what sounds good and feels good for you and just kind of taking that first step. So when you were going through everything that you were going through, what are some of the ways that you were able to advocate for yourself as a patient? So interestingly, as a nurse, um, I really struggled with advocating for myself as a patient. Um, as someone who's informed in healthcare and worked in healthcare, I thought that it would have come more naturally to me, but especially as someone recovering from a brain injury, I really struggled with it. And even in my past health scare experiences, I struggled with that as well. Um, it was really overwhelming. And in hindsight, I think the biggest tips that I would give for others would be to really just try to advocate for yourself. I would come in, you know, thinking that I have questions that I would just kind of forget about. And then on my way home, I'd realize, shoot, I didn't ask this question. And this is something that really is important to me and really matters. Or I would ask a question, it would kind of get breezed over like, oh, that's not important right now. Let's focus on something else. But it was important to me. So I think having questions, especially writing them down ahead of time, writing down any of your concerns, because especially in the moment, it can be a really short time that you get with healthcare providers. So having things written down and being really prepared to go in with your questions, your concerns, what's going on with you, so you can give a really good picture of what's going on is very important. Another thing that I wish I utilized sooner was having a support person with me, whether that's a significant other, a friend, really anyone who knows you and can help advocate for you. Having my boyfriend, Andrew, come with me to a lot of appointments was very helpful because he was able to see things that maybe I wasn't recognizing as much that I needed help with or needed to ask questions around. And when I wasn't getting the answers that I wanted or more clear explanations for, he was able to kind of reiterate those questions as well. So I think having support, writing down any questions, concerns, things you have, and just making sure that when you leave your appointments or leave any discussion with the provider that you're working with, be sure that you feel really comfortable with the plan moving forward and that you feel like you know what um, is expected, what the progress is going to look like. So that way you feel really empowered in your care as well. So what self-care techniques would you recommend for somebody who 
may be struggling with uh, similar issues that you went through? That's a great question. So I love self-care. It's something that has been really huge for me in my healing, especially in the last year and a half. Um, And this is something that's just really individualized to each person. So for me, I really love walks outside. That can be really calming and grounding for me. I'm a big fan of baths, big fan of meditations, and they can be as short as five minutes or up to, you know, an hour or so, whatever you're comfortable with. I'm a big fan of going to YouTube and just finding guided meditations online. You can find them for sleep, for anxiety. You can find just general meditation music. Those are really soothing. And I utilize those almost every day to just kind of get me centered. Uh, Good way to start the day. And another big thing is deep breathing. So that's something that is utilized a lot in a lot of different trauma healing therapies. Um, when you breathe deep, it is telling your brain that you're not in any threat or emergency situation. When you're really heightened and kind of in that fight or flight space, your heart rate races, your breathing changes. But when you uh, intentionally slow your breath and really extend the inhales and exhales, it really just tells your brain that it's okay to be calm and it's okay to calm down. And that's a great way to center yourself at any point throughout the day, if you're feeling heightened or just that's something that I try to do at least a couple times a day, just to stay grounded, stay calm and really feel into my body. And uh, it's easy to do. You can do it pretty much anywhere. Okay. So tell the listeners about your book, tell them what we can expect when we read it and where we can get it. Sure. So my book is called No, I'm Not Fine. Thank you. And really that just stemmed out of, I think that's something we can all relate to. We all just kind of say that we're fine when we're not. And it's just something that's been really normalized to just pretend that things are okay. And even just sometimes you may think that you're okay when you're not. And so my book goes through my all of my health scares of the last five years. It goes through my brain injury and in much more detail and how I got started on the path of mindset shifting and trauma healing. And I go into really raw and vulnerable details of my therapy experiences, the good and the bad, a lot of my issues that I was able to kind of sift through with shame and perfectionism and self-worth and anxiety and the different tools that I utilized to be able to work through those. And really the whole point of my book is to just give more voice to mental health struggles, physical struggles, trauma. I think for me at least, and for a lot of people, we really just live with blinders on kind of going through the motions of work and life and thinking we're fine. And with social media and phones, always just staying busy and you just kind of lose sight of the present and what's truly going on. And for me, it took my brain injury to get me to really kind of look under the hood and see how much was really going on underneath the surface that I just wasn't addressing. And I hope that my book is something that people can relate to, something that can be inspiring to dig a little deeper into your own mental health, your own trauma struggles, really just anything to kind of reflect a little bit and have some introspection to hopefully improve the quality of your life and just make things better all around. 
we'll throw out your throw out your contact information and let us know about any current or upcoming projects that you're working on that people need to know about. Sure. So um, my website is laurarenner.me. And on my website, um, you can find a link to my book to purchase through Amazon. Um, I also include on my website a free beginner's guide to trauma healing. And there's a lot of very specific resources that are free that you can use um, for trauma healing, for nervous system regulation, for calming, dealing with anxiety, various things like that. And um, that's also a great way to connect with me. You can send me a message directly through there. I also have an Instagram. My account is Laura underscore Ren, E-N-N. And yeah, feel free to send me a message. I post a lot of content about my book, about trauma healing and my life. And um, I'm always happy to connect with people and to answer questions. I know a lot of people aren't comfortable having conversations with others about their struggles. And I'm happy to be a sounding board and a guide to help people kind of seek out therapy and get started on their own journey. Are you still working as a nurse? No, actually. So um, after my brain injury, I wasn't able to go back to nursing. Um, I wasn't able to do math. I wasn't able to really speak very effectively for a while. So I had to do very intensive speech therapy and occupational therapy to kind of get back to to where I am now and where I was before. Um, for a while, I was doing even just the basic, my, my homework with speech therapy was just basic pictures of coins and trying to add them together to equal a dollar or or something. And I couldn't do it. I lost that ability, which was really earth shattering because I'm someone who working as a nurse in a neonatal intensive care unit, I did complex math on a daily basis. So that was very challenging. And I lost my ability to really speak full sentences. I was constantly saying, um, um, I couldn't find words. I couldn't even really process what people were saying. And so even though I was able to work really hard through speech therapy and occupational therapy to get to the point that I am now, I really just struggled as a nurse. I was able to recognize after the fact, and this is something that I never would have recognized had it not been for the brain injury, that I was really unhealthy in that work environment. I never took breaks. I worked just constant overtime. I was constantly giving to my patients and to my coworkers, which was great, but I was never taking care of myself. And when I went back, I was really struggling with um, noise sensitivity, light sensitivity. I was still just having a lot of brain injury symptoms that really prevented me from fully being able to come back to work in the capacity that I was before. And thankfully, that ended up being a blessing because it really shined the light on how unhealthy I was in that work environment and how I needed to back away. So I left June of last year. And that's actually when I started writing my book. I really turned to writing initially therapeutically when I was recovering from my brain injury and I really couldn't do much. I would journal, I would write to kind of as a way to test my memory. I would write, you know, what I did before, the day before, what I ate the day before, things like that, so that I can try and remember and um, improve my memory in that way. But as I started writing more, I, I, I forgot how much I loved writing as a kid. I was very much into creative writing. And so I started doing a lot of therapeutic journaling, which really kind of 
inspired me to write and also to share my story. And so as of, so it's been almost exactly a year, a little bit more when I left my nursing career and transitioned fully to being an author and writing my book. Okay. Well, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? Maybe if that was something I forgot to touch on that you would like to talk about it, just any final thoughts you have? Um, I think really just, I hope that this inspires people to just kind of reflect a little bit more on themselves. Just the way that our society is now, we're so focused on the next thing and constantly working and constantly doing stuff and, you know, being on our phones and never really focusing on how we feel, how our bodies feel, how our minds feel. Are we resting? Are we taking care of ourselves? So I think it's really important to just take a moment to really just sit with yourself, sit with your thoughts, see how you feel, and really put more of an emphasis on taking care of yourself and not just living for others or for work or for the things that we're currently doing, but really just taking those moments to look into ourselves and really cherish kind of the moments that we have and living in the present. And that can really be transformative in shifting your mind, shifting uh, your mental health, and really improving the quality of your life in so many different ways. All right, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to pick up Laura's book, check out everything that she's up to. Please be sure to follow, rate, review, share this episode to as many people as possible, especially those who might be, you know, struggling with trauma and needing some trauma healing. Laura's definitely an expert in the subject. If you have any guests or suggestion topics, see Jackson102 at Cox.net is the place to send them. As always, thank you for listening. And Laura, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your expertise. Thank you so much for having me. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream. dream.